Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 179 of the podcast, and today we've got Sam Moynette. Now, Sam is a creator, founder, genius behind studentbreakthrough.com. Now, um, we're going to talk about all the great work Sam's doing, but um, I did this chat a little bit differently, and I'm not going to explain too much about Sam or anything because he's going to explain that at the start. But one of the things um, I wanted to get straight into it today is that Sam and myself in a pretty similar place, and I thought let's just be open, honest, and just lay it all out on the table about you know the effects that the the coronavirus is having on both of us. And um, we start off by sharing that. Then to be honest, it is very vulnerable. It is very honest, um, and I think it will help some people because deep down we're all got our own struggles. It's affecting us all in different ways, and I think it's sometimes refreshing in in not in a in a positive sort of way to hear that what other people are going through and it's affecting us all differently so Sammy and myself will share that we also talk about um, the power of service what kindness can do um, as well as some of the success stories that he's had with student breakfoot through and the great work he's doing there so um, I'm gonna leave it at that I want you to really enjoy this and and take note and sometimes uh, when people are struggling it is good to share and talk and you know connect with other people in the same field as you because we are all going through it and if we can band together like Sam and myself have today it is going to make it a lot better um, and to have those support networks around you so episode number 179 with Sammy Monette. Recording is uh, going to be a bit different than we've ever done before, mate. But uh, all right, guys, Sammy here. Now, really excited, mate, uh, to have you on. And um, I want to be really open and honest. I don't really talk about myself a lot on other people's interviews. I want to get it about you. But um, for myself this week, mate, uh, Monday came around and the feeling, uh, mate, I, I did a video about it. I started crying just because it probably wasn't the. Um, I'm finding this hard to talk about now, but it wasn't the the loss. It was probably more the disappointment of um, having a really big year set up and everything I had going on, and and realizing that it wasn't going to go ahead. Um, and it's I've completely changed that now because I think too many people are just focusing on themselves and what they've lost, and you see all this panic buying and all this ridiculous stuff. So. You're very similar to myself. You run an online business. You run a face-to-face business. You help other people. Um, do you want to talk about your week as well? Because I think um, the more we can share this sort of stuff, Sammy, and uh, that it is real. Um, we're all going through it in different ways. But then, mate, I love this. I know we're going to have a great chat because you have had a massive mindset shift. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stop talking and leave it to you, mate. But welcome to the podcast. And um, we haven't we haven't spoken before this. We're we're getting straight into it. So let's be open, honest, vulnerable. Let's lay it all out, legend. Yeah, man, that was an amazing start. But yeah, we haven't had any any real connection before this until we were right on here. But um, yeah, man, I had such a clear vision of what I was doing. I run lots of events, face to face speaking gigs for teachers, students and parents all this stuff and we started training people I even hired like an events person right to come in <laughs> Friday we're mapping out all our content all our midterm short-term stuff and by like we had a team meeting Wednesday and we looked at the whiteboard and it was all null and void like everything was done and I was sat there and all my team were like you're not right and I was like I had no creativity because I was like just frustrated fear like everything 
I went home. I, I knew on Wednesday. I just cried. I was like, fuck, like this is just, my whole vision has changed literally overnight. And, uh, but today I kind of woke up and I was asking myself some better questions. You know, how can I help more people? How can we create something? And I was genuinely seeing the positives in it all because we can have a bigger reach now. Because if we got to take more stuff online, then we can hit more, hit, hit more schools, hit more teachers, hit more students and, you know, grow the impact. But yeah, it's been a weird, rough, real, real rough week, man. Yeah. And uh, mate, I, I was the same. And, and I think it's really important for people to realize that uh, it, it is affecting everybody in a different way. But exactly what you just said there, that this is an opportunity. Um, we will come out of this bigger, better, stronger. Um, but the thing you just mentioned is, actually helping other people now because I think too many people are just thinking about how this will affect me. And, and that is all right. Like we both did that as well. Um, there's nothing wrong with that because it is going to affect everyone. But um, what was, what was that turning point? You said it was today you woke up. Um, was there other things that you just thought, right, there's, there's more in it for, for me and other people and use this as an opportunity to grow or what was there something that sparked that mindset shift, mate? I think, for me, like you need that time to not grieve, but like yep. so many people, especially in this space, are like, you gotta be positive all the time. You gotta be strong all the time. And you know, you don't have to be that way. Like I felt the emotion. I needed that sort of to get over that, like, you know, the, the stuff I was feeling, right? The emotion of like the pain. And I woke up today, I worked out um, and I felt so much better about that. Obviously, you know, Exercise is so important, even if we can't necessarily do it like as much as we were doing in gyms and stuff like that. But, and then I sat on my laptop and I was like, right, how can we, what can we offer, right? That is free and accessible. So I was like, I've never done a free parent webinar, right? To bring more clarity to people at home. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. So we created that, put it on Facebook. People just started, it was free, but tickets were going. And I was like, oh, people actually want this. And I was getting some really kind messages and some feedback. And that was making me, I guess a bit of recognition helps that, I was doing something proactive on Wednesday when the school shut, I was like, I was rushing around because everything's moving so fast. I was beating myself up. I wasn't creative and wasn't moving fast enough. And I was literally like metaphorically punching myself in the face. <laughs> and that's why I cried on Wednesday. Cause I was like, I just wasn't creative, but I was just hurting myself. And then Thursday I realized that as long as we're doing stuff for free and we're helping people, cause this is whole change for everyone. School shut here on Wednesday. Or sorry, tomorrow is the last day of school for no one knows. Like yeah. people need this. People need my help. And we can grow our community, grow our the message we're, we're spreading you know, globally. It's exciting now, but it wasn't for the start. And it's okay to feel that, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a really big point that um, we don't push that feeling aside. And I think oh, I was the same for you for a while and it just sort of built up for me. Something I was coming back from a conference on last Friday and I had to pull over the car and I just started crying. And um, I think if people don't bottle that up, it is okay to feel like that. Um, we need to get it out. And I think if, once you get that out, it opens up the possibility for new opportunities. But if you keep holding on to that, you are just going to be in this dark place and it's going to feel like nothing good's going to come of this. And I think exactly what you mentioned, if you get that creativity going, because when we're in creative flow, I think that's when the magic happens. But the big thing for me there, mate, is that the workout, moving your body. Yes, we are still in isolation or we're, we're stuck at home or whatever we're doing, but how important is it to move your body? Oh my God. Mate, today was so important. I actually did a uh, kind of a bit of circuit, a bit like F45, but kind of yeah, yeah. cross it sort of. 
Um, I mean, it was amazing, like, but to start the day with that, and it wasn't like the kind of dark cloud, it was actually like, it gave me clarity and focus because you know, the classic thing, like change your state, like go and do something different. And I think if people are losing track of that with isolation, like just still move, like you have to move because, you know, when we move our body, obviously everything changes, oxygen gets pumped around, but it also brings like, just for me, mass clarity and, and positivity. Like it's in built in me, it's ingrained in my system to move and to work out and to, and to train hard. And if I didn't have that, mate, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know where yeah. I'd be. And I, yeah, I agree. And, and to be honest, mate, it's uh, Friday morning here. I normally get up at like at 4.30. Um, this morning, mate, this podcast is at 7am and I literally got up at like 6.30. And like I, I just the stress and drain of the week, I've never felt so deflated. And I think it just the emotion. So if people are feeling that, that's fine as well. Sleep. Take time for yourself, but make sure you're scheduling in time to move your body. You've still got to do those essentials. And um, I think exactly like you just said there, mate, that the feeling you get after that, and it is doing something for yourself, but then you can do things for others because you actually feel good about yourself, yeah? Totally. It's that thing, the classic personal development uh, metaphor. It's like, imagine you're on a plane and the oxygen mask comes down. They say that safety talk, right? Put your own mask first before <laughs> someone else. And you probably heard that lots. You know, it's a great metaphor because if you, you know, especially for me and you who, who serve lots of people, if we don't look after ourselves and we are coming from a place of fear, then we can't be their inspiration. And importantly, we can't create the new stuff that we're going to have to create because we can't do the old stuff that we were doing. Yeah, so, so true, mate. That's, that's so funny. I was supposed to be going to the States to do like a, a big speaking tour um, this year, but it probably won't come ahead now. And my keynote was going to be put on your own oxygen mask first. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and guys, as I said, we have not spoken before this. So I'm really excited. So, so I mean, let's get into it. We were introduced by Sean Kay, um, a mutual friend. Um, mm -hmm. Your story, mate, I, I really enjoyed it uh, sort of when I was doing a little bit of research on you and everything like that. So um, I know we've spoken about you know our ups and downs vulnerable and i think the big thing is serving others mate i i love that um and i saw your instagram post about that today and that's what i was like let's really get in there because people probably often see both of us as very positive people doing things but we are human as well um and i think that's been evident this week and, and thanks for sharing you know how open and honest you've been but let's give it your story mate um tell paint the picture for the audience legend of where it all started yeah, go for yeah. it. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, I'm from the UK. And when I was growing up as a little boy, wasn't the most confident kid. Um, it got picked <laughs> on a bit in the playground. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. But uh, my dad was a Royal Marine commando. And he fought in the Falklands in the 1980s. So, you know, we always look up to our dads as guys. So I looked up to my dad. And I wanted to join the army from the age of 10. Like, that's what I wanted to do. That's my belief which is weird because he never told me to do that. <laughs> like we do strange stuff for our parents and what we think is right, which isn't necessarily what we want to do. Um, so the best day of my life up to that point is in 2012. I got a letter through the post from the Royal Anglian Regiment. It said, Sam, you're in the British Army. Uh, we'd love to have you at Sandhurst, which is officer training. And I remember running up to my dad at 21 years old going, dad, 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 check this out. Like I'm in the army finally felt like he was proud of me but if you listen to this I want you to think of a time when you're at your worst right when life was really bad because two weeks later I got another letter through the post and this said Sam unfortunately you failed the medical exam you've been diagnosed with Crohn's disease and you cannot be a soldier 
and uh, yeah, it was a low point. I remember getting my coffee cup, smashing it against uh, the wall, and that really sent me on a couple of years of real like challenge and struggle. Mate, I'm um, sorry, sorry to cut you, sorry to cut you off there. I want you to keep going, but uh, I can actually for people that haven't been through Crohn's disease, I haven't, but my young sister Hannah has, and um, the the strain that put on her and the family, uh, mate. I so I I can feel exactly what you're saying there, mate. That is. Uh, yeah, so, sorry about that. I just wanted to so no, I actually understand. And if people haven't heard about Crohn's disease, look it up because um, for Sam to be doing what he's doing now and bounce back from that, like, oh, my sister's doing really well. But um, at the time, mate, oh, that, that would have been a tough period, buddy. Yeah, it sucks because obviously like, your body is like you know, going through some changes and like you are, then your dream's been taken away from you. And it's what I wanted to do, right, since I was 10 years old. And now I can't make my dad proud. I can't gain my confidence. The little boy inside of me was like well what now and uh my mum was a like a primary school teacher so she taught little kids back in the day and i thought okay i've got nothing else to do so i'll go and become a teacher it'll give me some skills so i became a history teacher in a high school all qualified but i really hated it <laughs> i didn't enjoy it at all <laughs> and i'll tell you the reason why i didn't enjoy it at all because i felt like a victim I felt like, why have I got my Crohn's? Why can't I join the army? Why is life against me? And, um, you know, I got to a point, I remember like teaching my um, 16 year olds, uh, year 11s, and I like literally be nearly crying, breaking down in front of the class because I was anxious, I wasn't sleeping, I was weak because of my Crohn's, and I was low, man. And uh, but on the 23rd of April, 2015, my life changed, and it sounds cliche, but I had my first ever coaching experience with. I guess a life coach, a mindset coach. And my whole perspective shifted. A bit like it has this week, really. Like the filters came off and I really saw the world for the possibilities. Um, I learned as a young man, like I was 23, to express and not suppress. I love that phrase. What was going on for me was so important. Um, I learned that my dad did love me. The failure I had was a blessing. It wasn't for me. And later on, I learned that this kind of support needs to be in schools. Um, and I fell in love with teaching. I went back into the job and just loved working with young people. Um, but when I went back, I saw loads of students who I almost had like every student I've reckon has got like a backpack on, right? Like an invisible backpack. Some have like low confidence, anxiety, procrastination, motivation, whatever. And some students get really weighed down with this and no one was doing anything about it. So one night in bed, I thought, what if I could coach students? And that's what I decided to do. So I trained, got a coaching qualification, started working with students in my lunch times, my break times after school for free. And we started seeing great results, like mental health improving, grades improving, relationships improving. And uh, it was actually a girl from Melbourne who came into my class and I started coaching her. And she traveled 14,000 miles, right, from Melbourne, Australia to this <laughs> tiny school in England. <laughs> and uh, I remember her really well. She, I got a knock on my, on my classroom door, opened the door, this little girl's standing in front of me. She obviously opens up with an Australian accent. So I'm like, okay, she's different. And she seems pretty cool. She's got a leather jacket on. She seems like she can handle herself. And two weeks go by and she starts just, one day I saw all the 30 students in front of me and she was just like hiding behind her book, but just crying. And like, you know, I've moved house. I've never moved, like kind of forcibly moved. You know, 14, that's a tough age to move 
to a totally different country. And I asked her if I could practice coach her uh, with my coaching qualification. She said, yes. And uh, she, man, she got amazing results. She, uh, I mean, the first thing she did, she emailed all of her teachers saying, look, I'm struggling. I really need some help. And this all came from her and the coaching we were doing. She got a laptop to help her catch up faster. She started boxing. Her and her mum started talking. Like all this great stuff happened. And it was through that experience. And um, that was a magical moment. I remember leaving those sessions. I was crying because I was like, like I was being hit with purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The purpose of like, this is what I want to be doing. Um, yeah, and since then, we've, I left teaching in July 2018. We've worked with over 400 students, um, mainly through coaching one-on-one and what, little workshops, but also bigger talks. Mate, that is, that is I love that. And uh, you can just tell by like the power in your voice of uh, the impact that's making and, and obviously finding your purpose. So um, one thing that I took from all that is that um, – how liberating was it when you actually realized, yeah, I did like teaching um, that I, and you, and that you thought that your dad didn't love you, but he did, but it was all the, it's all playing in your head. Yeah. It's all sort of, I think some, obviously some of it's like beliefs that are formed from a younger age. Like I generally took on the belief, obviously, you know, NLP, other people say it's zero and eight. We'll be taking our beliefs that I had to be a soldier or like my dad wouldn't you know, love me. Um, but for me, it was like, I think sometimes we're restricted by our past in terms of like, that was dragging me down the whole army experience and feeling like a victim. And when that was literally just by a question taken off, I could then dedicate hundred percent to that job. But I was like being weighed down like my own backpack or like a ball and chain, like dragging a ball and chain around a classroom of like failure. But when you cut it off, when you engage with it, like, and talk about it, then you become powerful. What do you want to say? Yeah, you, you, re, you release, I suppose you release that and, and it allows you to thrive. Um, so with the work you're doing and particularly with students, but um, if you don't deal with that sort of the, I don't know, the, the non-love or the not living up to the expectations of your parents and you don't deal with it like you did and face that head on and, and realize that it's not true, that leads into later in life. So do you see have you seen people you work with, particularly because you work with kids, but you also work with parents that haven't been able to harness that in a positive way and it's really affected their life? Oh man, like I do like events for parents and we do simple coaching exercises. I mean like a wheel of life. If you don't know what a wheel of life is, it's like generic life coaching tool. You basically rank different areas like finance, career, fun, family, whatever, out of 10. And you go around the wheel. I've had like 50 and 60 year old people in my events crying like happy because they just had like awareness for the first time but for me it's so simple it's like well surely you know this but they don't and they they're not i don't want to say they're held back but i think people need to engage with this stuff like and actually deal with it head on because otherwise you pass that down to your 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 children snowball effect isn't it massively like when you're a teacher you have a student who is a certain way um let's just say they are fairly demotivated, right? They don't like school. Mum and dad come in. Oh, well, that's why they don't like school because mum and dad <laughs> are not pushing that at all. You know, like, it's kind of obvious. Like, so, and that's the thing, like you can have the best parent, the best teacher in the world, the best coach in the world, but it all comes from mum and dad. So the best teacher, best coach, you know, it's the parent ultimately. 
Yeah, so, uh, and I, I totally agree. And I think too often, um, if te- a lot of teachers will be listening to this, mate, that um, I think teachers sort of get blamed for issues that the student isn't progressing with or different things like that. And it could, uh, the longer that gets on, then people go into the workforce and the workforce is getting blamed for all these different things. But really, it stems from the parents, the role models they have. If if they're not willing to open up and deal with sort of issues that they had from their childhood, and it is a snowball effect, and it just keeps going around and around on this crazy merry-go-round. Yeah, it's a crazy merry-go-round, and that's why I had because I was working, doing some great work with students, but I was like, one day I, you know, I kind of woke up and I was like, but I'm doing all this great work, but at home, like let's say a, a mum comes in or a parent comes in and say, oh, work shit, like this is going wrong, like. Like the, the, the son or daughter, I know it's a minor example, is going to grow up thinking like, well, there's no passion in work. Work is not something to be enjoyed. So that's why I run the parent ones because it's about opening their eyes to what their role is. And I don't, sometimes I want to preach. I'm not a parent yet, but like I'm an expert in, in working with kids, in helping students, and I'm a teacher. So I offer that different perspective. But the best event we do is called, we usually call it the family breakthrough where we have whole families in the room. It's like family personal development and we do listening, communication. Uh, they do outcome setting together. So it could be something really small as a family. They decide to sit around the dinner table, turn off their phones, actually communicate or do a fun activity together. And that's really cool because you've got everyone in the room and they're all kind of learning together. You know, yes, it's such an amazing event. The energy in that room is next level. Mate, I think that's amazing. And it is pretty basic, like what you were just saying there, but sitting around a table, turning your phone off, doing something fun together. These are things that I think with the way the world's developed with the internet and technology, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. We wouldn't be able to be doing what we're doing now and impacting people, but they're pretty basic little things that probably should be second nature and we should be doing because really going back to basics. So the one thing I want to really talk to you about now is... Obviously, there's a lot of setbacks going on in the world, particularly, you know, and all over the world. And there's going to be, and there's going to be huge mental health problems because of the financial stress pressure at home and things like that. What are some simple things that, you know, kids and adults and families can do together during this time just to have each other's back and and help each other out? I think literally the biggest thing is listening. (laughs) And that is the simple skill. But it's listening to, I love this quote, we, you know, we don't listen to understand, we listen to reply. And I love that quote because when we're gonna be, maybe some people are isolated and they are you know, with their families way more, I think that's a great time to actually build communication and actually listen. And I say kind of it's like heart-centered listening. So almost imagine you're looking at a stage, like in a theater, and you've got one person on stage and you're shining a spotlight down on that person. And that's the awareness you want to bring onto that person, their body language, the way they're even breathing and what they're some key words they're saying, because you give people that time and, and your attention and, and that space, they feel valued. And I feel at this time, people aren't going to feel valued because they can't necessarily do what they want to do and they can't identify with what they used to do. Right? So I say this to parents a lot. If you've got golden time, if your son or daughter is coming to you and they're clearly struggling, like that's the time to get into, we call it breakthrough listening, but active listening, whatever you want to call it, like just listen with your heart. And if everyone did that a little bit more, I think it's going to totally ease the whole situation. Um, but like we've already mentioned, yeah, that and coupled with little great tips, you know, like having dinner together, 
turning off your phones, like exercising together would be a great one. Doing some sort of physical exercise as a family. Like find a, no, we can get anything online. Go and find a YouTube video of a workout. I don't yeah. know. You, you don't actually, the, I think the thing is that um, this is going to change the way we look at the world because there's so many resources and things that we don't have to use or we haven't been in that situation, Sammy, where we need to do a workout watching it online. But I think it'll change a lot of things and hopefully for the positive. And I think what you just mentioned there, listening, I really think that comes back down to being empathetic. That if you're listening to talk, that's not being empathetic because you're not valuing what that person's saying. You're just waiting for your turn to talk about yourself. And that listening is okay. Like we need to use it like it's quick and effective, but it doesn't serve the other person. It's kind of a selfish sort of listening, but I'm doing an event next week, a webinar because <laughs> that's the world we're in now. <laughs> not in life. Um, not live. <laughs> <laughs> my life is online. Now. <laughs> um, and we do loads of work in empathy with the parents. So we do this, we've got student breakthrough empathy map and we kind of, get people to write down their son or daughter. I've done this honestly with martial arts gyms, dance studios, teachers, head teachers, parents, little kids. Um, and we put a per we focus on one person. So could be, I'm going to focus on Dale. I'm going to write Dale in the middle of my empathy map. Well, this could get dangerous, Sammy. We could get, <laughs> and we're going to, I'm going to use my imagination and step into Dale's shoes and think like, what pain is he going through right now? Right. Maybe he can't do his speaking gig in America. How's it going to make him feel? Um, How's he feeling about himself, the world, and me? What are his outcomes? You know, what does he want to achieve in 90 days or a year? Uh, what action is he taking towards me and others? And a big one, who influences this person? So it's like social media for kids, social media, teachers, exams, pressure. And having a great sense of empathy means that those, kind of, those clashes that they might happen kind of reduce a little bit. And that's all we can do. It's just an awareness, you know? And That's I love a, that. Yeah, man, I, I love that too because um, actually, and I, what I like about that is actually seeing the the writing and uh, like the name, and not just having it on a on a document on your computer, but stick it up on the wall. I think that is it's going back to basics, man. But then each time you walk past that, it actually reminds you that um, everybody's different. Everybody has different setbacks. Everyone has different outcomes they want to achieve and, and different things that will affect them. But um, I think by physically being able to see that all the time, Sammy, that um, it will remind you just to be a little bit more empathetic and, and be able to look through the eyes of that person and not just yourself. So um, I love that, mate. People should, if they're listening right now, do that. I just want to share something because in our talks as well, we talk about an iceberg. Again, a great metaphor for what's going on beneath the surface. So on the surface level, you might see your student or your son or daughter's we did this earlier, it was like, um, there might be so much screen time, they might be complaining, they might be disrespectful to you, they might be ignoring you on the surface. They start thinking, like, what's going on underneath? So underneath, there could be, I mean, let's be honest, right? Helplessness, their exams have been cancelled, they're emotional, they're emotional, they're powerless, they're confused, they've got fear. So what's showing up on the very surface is just the tip of the iceberg, right? They start thinking what's going on underneath for everyone, you know? everyone's like we talked about the start like on the surface me and you are yeah i want a podcast yeah like we can do <laughs> on, on but like we both said like this week underneath the surface we're crying you know 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's really yeah. like the iceberg or, or the duck, mate. We could look like we're you know really calm on top, but underneath our legs are going crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love the duck. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's chaotic underneath the surface. Hundred percent, mate. And and to be honest, it, it is okay if other people are chaotic like a duck underneath. Like we're all. Then I think that's a big thing that we need to realise. And um, I was thinking about with this podcast, I mean, should we just try and ignore what's going on in the world or no, let's talk about it because I think it is really important. And, and if your legs are going crazy, that's okay, isn't it? Totally. It's, a, it's a, such a big message. Like so many people I feel think that mental health is about being positive all the time and they beat themselves up when they're not positive all the time. A massive thing I've learned is obviously being vulnerable is, is, is so important. Um, and sharing that, you know, it's, it's, it's not okay sometimes to not feel your best like so it's okay to not be okay and for me like you've got to have the realization the belief that everything will pass you know like i generally think our thoughts to an extent we can't control but like the weather they'll come and go some people will be like oh, i've got to be positive all the time and it's like is that not exhausting like to feel that you have to like because i can't change the weather like here in England, it's rubbish, man. <laughs> you can't, you like can't mate. Rubbish, I'll, I'll live there for three years. So, and one thing I'll admit, the weather there is horrible. <laughs> so grim. And I'd love to change it. Like I'd love to love yesterday to not be crying and feeling negative. But I, I have a belief that everything is temporary. It will pass. And when you have that belief, it's sort of you can sort of tack against like a ship, right? Like kind of tack against the breeze and keep moving forward because you know eventually you're going to get a big gust and it's going to take you forward. It's so true. And I think more, you know, more stories of what we're sharing today is really powerful. So I would, I'd recommend because obviously people are going to have a bit more time on their hands. Now, if you are struggling, share it in a positive way, you know, like don't bottle it in and, and don't do it like a poor me sort of cry out. But um, I think people can relate to, I, I did a video earlier in the week, so and I admitted I was crying and I think people could relate to that because um, we often don't share enough of being vulnerable or our down periods. And if you, I call it the Instagram effect. If you look at Instagram, social media, people share the 1% of their life. That's amazing. You know, and they've got eight yeah. different filters on. So they look ripped <laughs> and tanned. And even in the middle of London in winter, when you haven't seen the sun for six months, you look tanned. I'm no like, that is... <laughs> uh, but do you know what I mean? Like, I think that if it's done in the right way, it's a really powerful thing to do. It's definitely not about having a sub story. And I never no. want to do that. But you know, you don't no, want you to know how you're feeling. But like people like it's I want to not say group. People don't like suffering, but they like thinking that, ah, oh, so he's going through that and I connect with that as well, because I'm going through that and it's okay that we're all going through that. There's um in sport all the time when a team's on a rubbish run of form, generally what happens, they get the psychologist in and they have a big team meeting and they'll say, Look, guys, I'm really struggling. Like I'm feeling the pressure. And I think England did this. You probably want to talk about the cricket, but England did this in the World Cup. They lost. <laughs> I'm happy to talk about it, mate. That okay, was, cool. mate, let's be honest. That was, that was very, like, that World Cup we were crazy. on a bad run of form. You were. We were on a bad run of form. We, like, we lost to you guys in, in the group stages. I think we then lost to, we had to basically win our last two games. And on the doc, obviously, it's a sports documentary. They all sit around and they say, like, look, I'm struggling. I'm feeling the pressure. It's a home World Cup. My, I don't want to let my family down. And when those players actually showed, even that Ben Stokes was feeling, like, pressure, and stress it gave the other guys hope that that was okay and it cleared the air and then they went on and obviously 
you know, smash Australia in the semi-final and beat the Kiwis. What do you, what do you reckon, what do you reckon the, the Kiwis were feeling after that the ball hit the bat? What, what do you reckon happened then? Oh, God. That was, mate, that was the weirdest thing. I don't know what they're feeling. That was, uh, that, was that, like, that was like coronavirus. <laughs> was, I can't control that. <laughs> uh, so what I reckon this should be uh, at the moment, I think everyone needs to lift like Ben Stokes did in, I think it was a, was it the second test where he basically, in the ashes, that was probably the most, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, guys, if, I'm really sorry if you don't like cricket. I actually love it. I can tell Sammy does as well. But we all need to be like Ben Stokes here. Yeah, well, I watched the, um, watch the test on Amazon. If you haven't watched the test and you've got some stuff to, got some downtime, watch that. I've just binged eight episodes of it. Obviously, it is about Australian cricket, but it was really insightful. Um, yeah, Ben Stokes, we had 75 to win. Um, we had one wicket left. It was impossible, basically. And oh. what happened, he ended up you know, being super resilient and just playing some outrageous shots. He got lucky because the pressure got to the Australians. Famous, like Nathan Lyon dropping the the ball over the stumps, but it is a great metaphor that even on when things look 100% against you, we had to get like 370 or something, like run It was chasing. crazy. It was unbelievable. Yeah it was, crazy. yeah, it was unbelievable. And I think pulling it back to what we're talking about, when things are up against you, when you feel that stuff's out of your control, you've lost business, you can't go to work, you're isolated, like there is always hope. And there is always, as long as you put, as long as you're determined, you can stick to it and you're creative because that's what Stokes was doing. He was creative with his shots. He was doing like the scoop, oh. reverse sweeps, all this stuff. Like, and that's what we've been talking about at the start, bringing our stuff online, how we can reach more people. Then you're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I think that is a really yeah, nice way to sort of finish up that uh, there is always another way. Um, but if you don't want to open that door or find possibilities, then yeah, it is going to be doom and gloom. And you probably will be in a really negative place. Whereas I think Ben Stokes played a reverse sweep that didn't go above eye level for six. And I was like, I was actually shattered. I was sitting there going, this can't happen. But at the end, I'm like, I'm so glad I watched that because that was the most amazing sporting thing I've nearly ever seen. Yeah, mate, it was mad. Absolutely mad. I was actually at a festival and we didn't have any Wi-Fi or 3G or data. And um, we're at the tent. We're like, oh, my God, we're getting, we're getting smashed here. We're getting smashed. <laughs> yeah. bonus, bonus out. And we just ignored it. Went to the main stage, having a dance. And I see a guy in an England cricket hat. And he, he, I'm like, mate, what's the score? And he hugs me. He's like, we won. We won. <laughs> but no, we didn't. Because we hit like 120 or 130. Like, we hit on the lot. Anyway, lost. We lost, went mad. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So, so before I let you go, mate, I always like to finish off uh, my interviews with a couple of questions, and I think you had some great advice here. And the first one is, um, if you could look back to eighteen-year-old Sam and from everything you've experienced, and particularly the heartaches recently, um, but the work you've been doing, if you could give yourself one bit of advice as an eighteen-year-old, what would that be? It sounds harsh, but you are going to fail. And life isn't going to go your way. And to accept that. And I think accept that that is part of your journey. Like I did a big post on it today that failure is a blessing. And if you actually look back at this time, we will look back day or in a year and be like, wow, I'm hopefully pretty glad that this happened. And yeah. we've taken lots more stuff online. So I think for my 18-year-old self, it'd be, although failure is painful, like don't ignore the pain. Like there's so much amazing stuff that came out of it. Because if I joined the army, I wouldn't be on this webinar with you. Yeah. So, so true. I, I love that, yeah. mate. And um, I think with that, 
it's uh, what is the 20th of March. We should uh, go for 20th March 2021. And and just I think it'd be really interesting because um, just talking about that today, failure is going to happen. And as you just said, it's the way you deal with it. And I think um, if you're not following Sammy on Instagram, I'll have links in the show notes. But go and get it. I I really that changed my whole view on what I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, you know that. It, some some things are a blessing and if you want to look at like coronavirus is definitely not a blessing but it will if you want to look at it as a positive you can if you want to be poor me and look at it as a negative and um think the world's caving in that's exactly what's going to happen isn't it yeah it's that classic like you know another personal development quote like where your attention goes you know energy flows so if you're going to focus your attention on oh my god like the coronavirus oh my god i can't i can't make a sale i can't i can't do my business then like spoiler alert right you're going to get that result you're going to get negativity like but if you start seeing oh what's the possibilities you know how can i grow from this ask those positive questions then things can change be be the ben stokes be the ben Stokes. and guys if if you're not into cricket seriously watch that innings it was like just ah mate on you go and watch the test the the eighth episode of the test you see all the australians crying in the dressing room it's well funny yeah i I haven't watched that yet but i think i think (laughs) that um, i'm I'm going to watch it because um i I think that i think that story of the test as well from where australia were again they were at rock bottom you know with cheating in south africa and everything like that and then obviously getting justin langer in that's it like the whole steve smith story like on the documentary, he is like savagely booed in England, but like the first, well, in the World Cup, first Ashes games, when he gets out at the Oval, um, quite cheaply actually, but you guys already won the Ashes, um, he's got standing ovation from everyone at the Oval. Yeah. And again, that's like a great story of, you know, a massive, unbelievable failure and setback. But well, somebody and- then came in. Yeah, and I think well, the only reason we won the Ashes was because that man, so if, you, if you're talking about resilience, I don't yeah, think yeah. there's any better story than what he was actually able to do. And if you look at what Steve Smith was doing in the year that, you know, he was banned from international cricket, he was going around and speaking to as many schools and boys and people as he could about, you know, what's happened. Um, and again, how he bounced back and what he was doing. And yes, he made a mistake, but um, again, you've got an opportunity to change that. And geez, did he change that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an, it is an amazing story. Yeah. Even as an Englishman. <laughs> well, I'm praising Ben Stokes, so I think you've <laughs> yeah, got to well, get credit, credit where you're credited, you know? So where's, where's the best place to find you, mate? Because um, I, I I do a lot of interviews and they're a lot structured. This has not been structured at all. It's been a really open, honest chat. And I, I know people just listening to the way you spoke about your story, the setbacks you had, um, becoming happy in yourself, I suppose, uh, different ideas that you can use with your family. Um, I love the empathy chart. If you're not doing that, do that as a family because everybody will be going through different things at the moment. I think it's really important to realize that, that everybody's different. We're all got different personalities and that's a great way to do it. But where can we find you? Where can we reach out to you, mate? What's the best avenue to do that? Amazing. So we've got a website, uh, which is www.studentbreakthrough.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, which is at Student Breakthrough. And then LinkedIn is Sam Moine, which is M-O-I-N-E-T. Legend. Well, I will uh, have links in the show notes for those. And Sammy, thank you so much for today, mate. It's, um, 
I think things happen for a reason. And actually, it wasn't that I wasn't feeling good. I, I think, I, like you, I, I've actually turned my mindset around and I feel good now. But I think just, you know, connecting and talking and sharing that. Um, and, and if people are listening, find somebody that you don't know or, or just reach out to somebody and talk about it and, and talk about because I shared some of my stuff today. You shared your stuff. And um, I actually feel upbeat and lifted now, like Ben Stokes, yeah, mate. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. It's been a really fun interview. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> My pleasure, mate. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.